Welcome to the Upside Podcast, powered by Upside Global and hosted by Julian Blinn, founder and CEO of Upside Global. The Upside Podcast is listened to weekly by over 6,000 sports and tech executives from all sports leagues and teams in the United States and around the world. Julian has been developing technologies for professional sports teams for over 10 years and has worked for major tech companies along with sports tech startups. In each episode, Julian interviews global leaders in sports to share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations both on and off the playing field. And now here's your host, Julian Blinn. So today we have the honor to interview Meredith McFerrin, the CEO of Managing Partner of Drive by DraftKings, a leading sports tech venture fund. So Meredith, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks so much. Very happy to be with you. Great. Well, thank you, Meredith. So, hey, what I want to talk to you about today is first we'll talk about your background and then we'll uh, we'll talk about your your venture fund. And then I'd love to get your thoughts on your uh, investment philosophy. Uh, and then we'll touch on uh, the things that you're looking for, right, when deciding to invest in a new startup. And then uh, I'd love to get your advice for anybody, right? Uh, yep. What would you advise them to do if they're looking to start a career in sports tech investments, as it sounds? That sounds perfect. Great. So, uh, so Meredith, just to begin with, could you start by telling us about your background? Sure. Yes. I, uh, first of all, personally have a background in sports and venture creation. They've been a big part of my life um, through, through, through time. I was a college athlete, mm -hmm. a parent of three college athletes. I also grew up with two entrepreneurs as parents, uh, and they had a huge energy around investing their both human and financial capital into new ideas and businesses mm -hmm. that could change the world. And really both of those forces shaped my personal and professional self over the years. Uh, professionally, I spent the first part of my career on the operating side, really learning the art and science of leading and launching and accelerating new businesses both with startups and also just a bigger enterprise. And that experience was super important, actually, as an investor, to understand that journey and be able to connect kind of authentically with entrepreneurs. Um, the second part of my career focused squarely on investing, first as an avid angel, both independently and together with uh, bigger syndicates. And then second, running the Entrepreneurship Center for Harvard Business School, the Rock Center for Entrepreneurship. That really helped me connect with the youngest entrepreneurs, accelerating their big ideas and helping to kind of fund and um, and mentor them. Um, third part was I worked closely with a PE firm um, on a later stage investment. Uh, that was super interesting because it was sort of about accelerating and selling that company, which also is a big part of venture, as you mm -hmm. know. Um, and then I worked as a venture partner for Glasswing in the AI space, which is super relevant today, as you know, all of that before coming to Drive by DraftKings and founding and uh, launching our first fund. That's great. And you mentioned you were a student athlete. What sports did you did you play? <laughs> I played soccer and lacrosse. And, uh, nice. and then I got these three young adults now, basketball, tennis, and soccer. So, so I got to ask you, what, what's your favorite soccer team? Oh, my gosh. All right. I would say Inter-Miami right now because really? I'm a big Messi fan. Wow. And, you know, I just kind of follow that athlete. <laughs> so we have a relationship with Inter Miami. Actually, one of my good friends is the, the athletic trainer for Inter Miami. And I asked him, I said, how is Messi? He said, he's very quiet. So uh, you know, I saw crazy. him over, yeah, when I was there in Spain, when he was 
uh, on the Barcelona team. And it was just a gift to watch. But I will say on the women's side, yeah. Angel City is just continuing. Just It's so much fun to watch and yeah. follow their team full of passion and purpose. Um, I'm super excited for the Boston team that will be launching here in a couple of years. So mm -hmm. lots of favorites. And I know European soccer is always like the cornerstone of yeah. excellence. So, yes. It's growing fast here in the, I mean, the U.S., right? So it's seen usual. Right, it certainly um, is. So could you could you tell me now about your your venture fund? Yes, I would business? love to. Absolutely. Uh, so as you mentioned in the intro, we are a sports tech and entertainment venture fund. That's yeah. what we do. Uh, we are fully independent, uh, although we have the name Drive by DraftKings. So I know many people are curious about that. We have DraftKings preceding the fund that we created was involved uh, with us, but now is really an LP and an anchor investor in our fund. It, uh, we have a very uh, strong and close relationship with them. And um, that I think serves both us and also many of our portfolio companies portfolio companies well. Um, we're focused on three verticals, gaming, human performance, and fandom. Mm -hmm. We have 19 companies that we've announced and two more that we've committed to announcing soon. Mm -hmm. um, we're positioned as multi-stage with the flexibility to invest across all stages, but we're always looking for early stage venture returns and are really primarily seed led. Mm -hmm. We uh, are founder focused. We take lead positions in many of our seed deals. Um, board observer position, positions in most of our core positions. And uh, we really dig in with founders. We are very much um, focused on their journey, helping them with both capital, but uh, with a lot more than that. And we reserve capital for them just in the spirit of that for their follow-on investments and to make mm -hmm. sure that we help them grow in all respects. And then, can you tell me a uh... Uh, some of the companies you guys invested in. I believe I know one of them based in Brooklyn. Uh, oh, you do? Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, Nextiles might be the one you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we've got several in each of our verticals in, um, in gaming. I'll start there. We've got Papaya Gaming, a Real Money Skills Gaming company out of Tel Aviv. Um, Burn Ghost, which is a casual real money gaming platform that's on its way and launching uh, more significantly over the next uh, couple months, actually. Um, we have um, a couple in in human performance, as you mentioned. Nextiles is one, which is a semiconductive smart thread technology that tracks motion mm -hmm. uh, for some biometrics. Whoop, obviously, which many people have known and heard of. Um, a wearables that also tracking biometrics and a coaching platform, Spren, which is a personalized metabolic health and wellness platform. We've got a ton in um, in fan engagement, just women's sports. I talked about women's sports. That's a digital first media brand focusing on just women. Um, several others that are are exciting. A ticketing two ticketing companies, one called Jump, another one Fivo that uh, really reinventing and rethinking the whole ticketing experience in a very highly social and dynamic way. That's great. So now, could you talk about your sports tech investment philosophy? What's your philosophy? <laughs> yes, well, I'll answer that question kind of with our high level mission. And then there's, 
you know, there's a lot there underneath that, which is kind of how we do the business of investing. Um, so let me share, actually, we, as most companies and firms do, they write a mission statement. And if they're really intentional about that, it reveals a lot about who they are and what they do and how they do it. So ours, you know, reads at least the core piece of it together with founders, posit each part together with founders. We are all about partnership, right? About which I talked about in the beginning, pushing the frontier of markets and categories. So here we're looking for category shifts, not incremental ideas. That's consistent with venture. Um, but it's an important thing for entrepreneurs to understand. Sometimes angel capital is better if it's sort of incremental and highly creative to you, but not necessarily um, a big category shift and a venture type return. We will drive the future of play and performance. That's where we're focused. So together with founders pushing the frontier of markets and categories, we will drive the future of play and performance. That part grounds us in our space of sports tech and entertainment. We define that space, as I mentioned, in these three big verticals together, which are over a trillion dollars in, in addressable market. So it's a big space. And we break that down, which I will later for you um, in specific areas of focus. I think last thing I'd say is just we invest in drive. It's our name, right? And when we unpack what that means, it's founders who have this unique insight. Again, back to pushing the frontier. We want to see um, founders and teams with a kind of force multiplier that mm -hmm. gets them from where we are today, where they are today, into a place that of tomorrow that uniquely looks different than what we see today. And for that, they really got to unlock that, that full potential, navigate tons of complexity. They've got to like have this unique combination, I'd say, of power and finesse, of courage and humility, of vision, and also execution. So these are hard things, which mm -hmm. is why the Yield rate uh, for most VC firms and certainly for us is about 1% of, of things that we look at that we actually invest in. That makes sense. And which nice segue to my next question, which is when you decide to invest in a startup, for example, Nextart, you mentioned, right? And I know the team, yeah. the founder used to work for Puma, have a great technology. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what are you looking, you know, when you're investing, right, into startups? Is it they need to have a, a great experience management team, a unique technology, a great go-to-market strategy, competitive advantage. They need to be in a fast-growing market, or maybe it's just all of the above. So what are you guys looking at? Right. Well, first, as I promised, let me break this down. Ours, the startups we look at have to be, we're thematic, and they have to be consistent with, you know, our strategy. So mm -hmm. when we look at gaming, we're looking at startups that, you know, are focused in real money, skill, mobile, and video gaming. And that sort of covers our gaming space. Um, for fandom, we're looking at companies that are, you know, focused on content, event innovation, immersive tech, e-commerce. That's not comprehensive, but that's, you know, a those are areas of, of, of great focus for us. And in human performance, optimization and recovery, injury prevention, mental fitness, health and wellness, those areas. So first off, we we do want the companies that we look at and several come in and some are super on strategy and others are kind of outside of the bounds of what we look at. So that's the first cut. And then I think to your point and well said, 
there's some 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 filters that are really important. First, I think I mentioned in the philosophy piece, world-class team, it is important. People who have a unique insight into how they're gonna disrupt or compete or create new markets. And that's important. So we look for, for that insight right off the bat and that deep experience and that drive. Second, we do look for large TAM. And, um, and that can be sometimes tricky because if you're inventing a new category, how do you describe that TAM? So that takes some, um, some conversation around, are you playing into a market, um, a market with lots of adjacencies? Where do you start? Where do you grow? How do you scale? And how are the tailwinds behind you, right? So do we see either, you know, disruptive and, and big movements in technology and regulation in attitudes and consumer acceptance that would say this is a market that's moving um, or behavior that is sort of um, coming over into the space that you are, you know, bridging over to the space that the entrepreneur is playing. Um, differentiated product or business model, I think, you know, depends on where we intersect them in their development. So if they're super early, mm -hmm. experience deep, early, still sorting out product market fit, we might, you know, give them some benefit of the doubt there because we know they're going to, that's going to change. We want it to be differentiated insight, but we don't necessarily expect it to be a fully baked product. More so now in where the current environment is, we are investing where there already is product and some evidence of product market fit. In that case, we'd be looking for some differentiation proof points and also a business model that you know is, um, is going to cut through and scale, right? So, yep. um, and that kind of gets to the go-to-market approach, I think gone are the days where it's just growth at all costs. We really are looking at efficient go-to-market ways that they can kind of um, accelerate uh, with hacks and with other very efficient acquisition vehicles, um, strong retention characteristics. So looking at unit economics, LTV to CAC, um, either some evidence of that or a plan to get there. Um, so obviously we're tech centric. So we look at asset light models with good margin characteristics. That's great. Um, and I think next I'll actually kind of fit that bill, right? They, they uh -huh. kind of on all those areas. Um, yes. so, yep. so last question is, you know, what advice would you give to anyone, right? Looking to start a career in sports tech investments. And I've seen people, they were in, you know, college basketball, they got into uh, in the venture capital world. I've seen some people, they were athletes, right? They, became, yes. they started becoming uh, investors. So what would you, what advice would you give to anyone looking into, to get into the space? Yeah, as an investor versus as a, an entrepreneur, I would say as an investor, this is a very fast moving space, which is what's so exciting about it. Uh, if you're coming in new, you really need to think about like tracking the space continuously, mm -hmm. right? And having and starting to build a very a strong knowledge base, and I would argue, it would help you to segment the space and figure out where you might actually establish some expertise, mm -hmm. where you know uh, the space, the players in the space, better than most, 
right? Mm -hmm. That's going to get you into meaningful conversations, um, both into those and also people inviting, you know, asking for your thoughts on that. And that's kind of where you want to be um, as I think a new entrant into the investing space. It will also help you to find the right deals because there's so much flow. We see 900 to 1,000 deals a year. Um, mm -hmm. So think about that as a new investor. Um, getting in there with, with some focus initially is probably a good idea. Um, I obviously think operating experience is very helpful. That's mm -hmm. part of how I navigated my own career. Um, I mentioned, but I would say again, uh, connecting authentically with founders is important in any space. And I think in this space um, entirely because they have a huge passion for what they're doing, it runs deep. It's not just about, hey, this is a way to make money or um, you know, this is a lot of the consumer side in particular. They wanna see that you understand it, that you engage in it, that you, you know, um, play and perform within it. So I think, that is so very helpful. Um, if you are able to invest, if you have the capital, I always encourage people to put down some of their own capital early mm -hmm. because putting your own capital at risk are the training wheels, in my opinion, for investing other people's capital and really understanding what it meets, means to be a steward of that capital. Um, and so even as an angel or when you begin, um, getting your feet wet on that front, I think it helps. Finally, I'd probably say networking. It's mm -hmm. a highly collaborative space. People um, know each other and they've known each other for years at times. So people coming in new, mm -hmm. I think breaking into that, networking, being at events where you can meet people, where they can meet you, really, really important, um, both as a way to meet other investors and also as a way to, of course, meet the entrepreneurs. Um, and then I say finally, that you know, this is a space that depending where you get and you play, if you're in the gaming space, it's a regulated space. So not if you really want to understand that um, trajectory, you need to understand some of what's going on in the regulatory environment. Certainly it's very tech driven right now. So mm -hmm. um, understanding that techno technology advancements is critical, I think, in all segments, but in this one right now, because that's where there's a huge amount of inflection. And as a quick follow-up on what you just said, you want you should start to invest your own money. And I mm -hmm. see a lot of people on LinkedIn, they claim those, themselves as investors, right? So what would be the minimum you think for anyone looking to invest in a startup? Are we talking about $10,000, $20,000, $50,000? I mean, you know, what would you say? Yeah. Um, I mean, generally, you know, when you've got small checks, yeah. you're investing very early. So uh, bigger checks and those those come later. So first of all, I think the ten to twenty five thousand range is mm -hmm. absolutely possible with early stage sort of pre seed pre launch type of companies. Those are hard, but mm -hmm. there you're investing in the person and team and the space. And um, those also can be extraordinarily meaningful and high return opportunities, obviously, mm -hmm. because you're getting in at low valuations for a small ticket, um, oftentimes extraordinarily valuable to the entrepreneur because they need 
people around the table that can help and advise and connect. And so absolutely, I think that's a fine place to be. Um, I think it gets you into an investing mindset and also helps the entrepreneurs. So good on both fronts. I think you convinced me to make my first investment. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. My yes. wife would be like, "Don't do it. Don't do it." But, yeah, it's very yeah. risky. So I don't want to advise people to do things that they're they're not um, financially comfortable and able to do. So yeah. I I think that's super important. It is a high risk um, kind of asset, which is why the returns are there too. But I think um, you know some of that or or joining a syndicate is also good. And then obviously you know. So when you do start to make some of your own investments, I think good advice is, you know, that you then can go learn from others. So I think joining mm -hmm. an investment firm also where you get mentorship and some guidance for um, some who have been in it for years and have best practices, I think is is really valuable as well. So I don't think you necessarily have to go from never having invested to trying to raise your own fund immediately. I think there's steps in between that are 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 wise. That's a very good point. Yeah. So look, we 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 are at the end of the podcast, but I want to thank you for your time today. Of course. Very interesting. And I'm looking forward to meeting you uh, in New York soon. Yeah, Julian, thanks so much. I am as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To access past episodes and other research, articles, and analysis of sports technology, please visit our website, theupside.us. Subscribe to the Upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website. Royalty-free music is provided by ibaudio.com. The Upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, keep looking to the Upside.